Welcome to Read the Room with Mark Smith, American Politics in the Raw. Yo. Yo. Hey, Coach. Are you okay? Yes, we are, Coach. Yes, How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. want to thank you again for coming on today. Uh, this is my co-host here, Mark Smith. Mark. Sir, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm well. Um, I just got off the phone with a client who's also a very good friend of mine um, that I want to connect you with, who also played for the Minnesota Vikings, Jack Brewer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he was blown away by your uh, Tucker interview uh, last week. (laughs) And uh, Jack and I... um, work on the fatherhood initiative together that's a uh, project that i was asked to work on with him about two years ago so i wrote it with him and then we are you know off and running again uh with a new administration uh getting that underway and certainly at the state level as well okay excellent yeah it's very Uh, it's very cool it's very cool but he uh, he told me to uh, be sure to say hello, and he'd love to be able to reach out to you at the right time. Oh, that sounds good. So How welcome to Read the Room, uh, Coach Stevens, uh, right. Uncle Rico. Gentlemen, thank you. for Absolutely. Uh, for the, those of you who are new to the audience today, uh, our special guest today is Coach Max Stevens of Cleveland Heights football. Uh, if I'm correct, you are the Lake Erie Conference champs. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I obviously saw you and Mark obviously saw you as many of us did uh, with your interview recently on Tucker. Have you been getting a lot of these calls lately? A lot of burn for that? Yeah, it's been a little overwhelming <laughs> to be honest. Um, <laughs> I'll bet. Um, I mean, go ahead. No, just a lot, lot of positive comments and just people from all over the country have been uh, reaching out. It's what we like to hear. I mean, you knocked it absolutely out of the park and just kind of the things that, that we align with and some of our ideologies, it just, it really hit home with us. And uh, I know oh, we yeah. had a chance to speak off air and kind of talk about the Build Back Initiative and stuff like that. So We'll get into plenty of those stuff. Mark, if you have questions, feel free to interject. Um, I got a few questions just to get a little background on yourself. You know, where were you born? Where were you raised? Um, You know, what did your parents do for work? Let's start there. You know, before you even answer that, Coach, what do you got playing in the background there, bro? In the background? What do you got in the background there, Uncle Rico? What is that? Uh, that's a football life, Doug Williams. Shout out to Doug Williams because that dude well, is the you know, real can deal. We, can we shout out to the blind side over here or what? I mean, come <laughs> on. Right? You got a little fiction, I got a little nonfiction as fiction. All yeah. right, there we go. We but that's play. for you. That's for you, coach. Yeah, that's for you, man. Absolutely. It was either going to be that or the program. And uh, I decided to go with Doug because I've been. Uh, streaming i've been on a total binge because i'm shaking already because football season's over and i've been just like powering down a football life just like episode <laughs> after episode yeah. after episode because they're just so good in every single one of them 
touches you in some way. Like all these guys have their own stories and you just think people just are born successful. And it's very rarely the case. You know, you got to go through your lumps, your scraped knees, your bruises, your trials, your tribulations. And more importantly, be told no, that you're not good enough, that you don't have what it takes. And these guys elevate in the midst of all, all of that negativity and somehow elevate their game to the next level and become legends. And there's so many people that do that in so many different areas. You, Mark, who are out there doing stuff in the community, uh, like we talked about off air, you know, people talk, but there's not a lot of action. And, indeed, you know, guys like us like to keep the ball moving, if you get what I mean, keep those chains moving. That's right. Well, we're, yeah. uh, we're really appreciative of you, sir. So please uh, uh, give us a little background on there, my friend. Yeah. So I grew up in Akron, Ohio, uh, better known as uh, LeBron James hometown now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, James. Just grew up in a, you know, typical middle class family. My, my um, dad was a machinist and uh, my mom, she had gotten hurt at her uh, job site when I was young and was on disability. I have an older brother, seven years older than me and a younger sister. Um, you know, I was like any other kid, had dreams of, uh, you know, just doing some big things in life. For me, that was uh, being a uh, professional football player. Um, nice. Having a brother that was seven years older than me, I kind of... Uh, got uh, thrown in the fire every day playing <laughs> with his friends. So it kind of accelerated my um, growth as, a, as an athlete because uh, I didn't have a choice. Um, but, you know, yeah, I have as, a twin brother, so I heard my mom say, right. I, I have a twin brother, so I heard my mom say, boys, don't wrestle in the house, right? You know, it's like, exactly. Uh, how do, do you know? Right? Now, you... I played football. You're coaching football. Was that your sport growing up or were you better at, let's say, track, baseball, basketball, wrestling? Did you, were you a one sport athlete or did you play multiple sports? No, I I played multiple sports. Um, In middle school, I actually thought basketball would be my route in terms of getting a scholarship because in, I think in eighth grade, I was already six, six foot two. Uh, always is the tallest, biggest kid um, in, in my um, age group. And then uh, when I when I got to high school, that's when things started to change. When I started lifting weights and uh, started getting recruited right around tenth grade by some some big name colleges. And then at that point, I knew football would would be uh, one option that I would have. Um, you know, I, I did well academically, so that was always an option. Um, that was just something that was stressed in my family was to uh, be as serious with my academics as I was with the athletics and uh, create a, a two-way opportunity, so to speak. So um, I ended up choosing an athletic scholarship to the University of Minnesota, and the rest is history. Rest so is you going like cold weather. Yes. Uh, but I tell you what, Minnesota—that's a different type of cold. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, even even there on you know the banks of Lake Erie, where y'all are close to, right? 
uh, that's cold. But yes, I live, yeah, I live one block from uh, Lake Erie, and it gets cold, but it still doesn't compare to the cold that I endured in many Minneapolis. I can't no, that's imagine. that Canadian, you know, North Pole stuff that just gets right into your marrow. Right. That is not, right that is the not warm. <laughs> that is not warm. Not well, I, um, I, you know, myself, I, I've been an athlete my entire life. I was actually a, a, um, an alternate in the 1980 Olympics in track and field. And, of course, we didn't get to go to the summer games, which, you know, subsequently set me on my path to become a Republican. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, um, I work with my Democrat friends just as equally. But uh, and and does he know what I do? Do you know what I do for a day job? Than, no, I don't. You know, talk on live stream. So I own I own a lobbying firm called the Da Vinci Group that's been around for thirty years here in D.C. and we operate in forty seven states and here at the federal level. And and I you know I. I grew up a surfer in Southern California in Laguna beach and an okay. athlete pretty much, you know, uh, and I do not take myself that seriously. I heed, uh, the lessons of my mother in particular, which is, you know, work hard, play hard, but do the right thing, you know? Um, but I, I, I read your story and I have such great respect for anyone that wants to go back to their home community or any community that they adopt and, and teach children and provide them the tools to be successful. I just think that's, you know, you, you, that, that's, you know, that's God's work right there. I mean, you can't, uh, you, you can't really spell it any other way. So I, my hat's off to you, sir. Thank you. Uh, you know, I say it every day, I'm just walking in God's purpose for my life. And I've had mm -hmm. a lot of people bless me along the way and just yep. trying to do the same thing. Yeah, just give it back. Just glory to God, you know, give it back every day. And that's, you know, it's, that's, what, that's what we're doing, you know, on the fatherhood thing. That's what I do on, in, in other issues. Rick and I get to talk on a weekly basis about a lot of stuff and, and get that out there in the universe for people to think about because, you know, we have purposefully, which I don't like, a divided country along different issues, but We've, we've gone through so much in our own country's history um, that, that you can't forget that you're American. You can't forget that you're a community. You can't forget uh, the things that are important, like, you know, being God-centered, but also working hard, giving back, getting a good education, and lifting up other people that, um, that don't have that opportunity. No, it's, um, it's correct. I mean... Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot going on in the country on all levels, um, but I'm just kind of to the point Well, I've always been one that's instead of talking about it, I just try to be about it. Straight there you up. go. Yeah. I mean, you know what I dig too is the fact that um, for whatever set of reasons have occurred, um, education and family are starting to become more of a central focus of, of, of the themes that you hear on television and it reverberates back to that local community. You know, I, I live here in Loudoun County where we've had a, you know, here in Virginia where we've had a, you know, an interesting time with our school board. I'll put it to you that way, you know, 
Um, but things are starting to really move back towards focusing on what's good for our kids. What does that mean for their future? What does that mean for the community? And that's, again, I just, you know, Rick and I will golf clap you uh, all day long on that one, man. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. You're doing it every day. Thank you. And another thing is, is it's so refreshing to hear somebody Mm -hmm. not shy away from, say, God's purpose, uh, inject faith into your daily acumen. You know, one of my favorite coaches was Bobby Bowden because Bobby Bowden was such a man of faith and he used some of the most trying moments of his players as teachable moments. And I think coaches and parents and teachers are really able to kind of grasp that concept of teachable moments. And I think specifically coaches because for an example, like Bowden was on his way to winning a national championship and they lost. And it was uh, Peter Peter Warwick, the wide receiver, uh, who was like, man, coach, I'm so sorry. I prayed for this and I really thought that we were going to win this. You know, I thought it was in God's plan. And Bowden goes, you don't think those boys on the other sideline are praying for the same thing too? (laughs) And it kind of, you know, it was one of those moments that hit him in the face like, oh, man. And he kind of got a chance to see the bigger puzzle going on. And just hearing those words, words where today, you know, religion's a little bit more taboo. Whereas, you know, 40, 50 years ago, if you weren't going to church on Sundays, you were kind of on the outside. Now it seems exactly. like if you go to church, you were this crazy uh, Bible-thumping lunatic that is looking to evangelize you and bless you right there and tell you all your rights and all your wrongs. And that's not always the case. No, I, I agree. Um, you know, I always... Um you know, say, you know, I don't really have to, uh, I guess, shout about what my faith is. I, I firmly believe if you're, uh, if you carry yourself in a certain way, uh, people should know, in my case, Indeed. should know that I'm a Christian. Indeed. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I, I try to coach the way I do. And um, for the most part, coaching the voice that I'm talking in right now. Um, but yet, I'm still able to uh, command the attention uh, of the young men that, that, that we're trying to impact and, and also the coaching staff. So, um, mm-hmm. but you know, you gotta, you gotta lead by example. That's, that's where it starts. Yep. Well, I know that um, uh, uh, Marsha Fudge used to be your Congresswoman. And I think it's uh, Chantel Brown, I think now, won that special last November. Um, yes. And one, the nice thing about where, where uh, Mrs. Fudge is, you know, at HUD is she can, she can be also utilized as a, a messenger, right? Um, ultimately too, you know, Jack uh, Brewer, Jack is, um, is also on the um, U.S. Commission on the Social Status of Black Men and Boys. And so we've been integrating some of what he wants to get done, both on fatherhood, but also on other things 
into that. That's just getting started, that commission. But again, I, you know, I go back to education, uh, um, the uh, community and the local level. And when I, when I think about real people like yourself, um, you, you absolutely need to be lifted up as an example of a warrior there in a community trying to make a change. Not absolutely. to interject but, here, uh, before you answer this, is anybody else hearing that noise? Does it sound like a mouse eating a cracker in anybody else's <laughs> microphone right now? Yeah. Yes, I hear okay. that. Okay. I'm just making sure that I'm not losing my mind slowly in that uh, check, check, one, two. Okay. Go ahead and answer the question. Sorry to interject with my madness once again, but this is kind of what you sign up for when you have, come have in. you taken your medication today young man because yeah, uh, I, I'm I a little concerned. uh you know i had my alarm go off and i made sure to take my metamucil and i hear that those blue pills cure everything now i've heard that viagra cures <laughs> more things across the board now uh cancer impotence covid uh broken well, you arms. know it is a vasodilator so it can work on a lot of different fronts Good morning cocktail. Back to you, coach. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> it's something to do with rodents and crackers or something. I don't know what the heck it was. Let's just move on from uh, my interrupting and segue. Uh, you were talking about coaching, coach. Uh, what's your coaching ideology? Like, what are the three staples that you if you had to narrow it down to three things that you want to teach your boys and your coaches to instill in them for the rest of their lives, what would those three things be? Yeah, that's pretty simple. Uh, Cleveland Heights, that's the name of the school that I coach at. Uh, we call it the Heights Blueprint. Heights Blueprint is based on three pillars, um, academic excellence being the first one. And academic excellence can be something different for every kid. Uh, for example, we have a young man being recruited by Ivy League schools right now. If he were to show me his weekly progress report and he had 89% in honors chemistry, for him, that's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. um, he should be 98, 99% or, or, or higher. Yeah. Uh, but for some kids, if it shows that, you know, they, they hit 85%, you know, I may give them a pat on the back. Mm -hmm. Secondly, yep. just being socially responsible. And, and what, what, we, what I mean by that is being respectful to your teachers and not calling young ladies out of their name in the hallways, uh, doing your chores at home, um, just doing the right things in the community. And then lastly, uh, athletic effort. <clears throat> I know some kids just play just to play, just to be with their friends. But all that I ask is that they give me full effort. So if they can, if, so if they can follow academic excellence, being socially responsible and giving full effort when they hit the field or the weight room, uh, in the end, they're going to be successful in some form or manner. Excellent. And, and how have you seen that those three pillars affect your, specifically you in your institution in your football program and your players, how have you seen that affect the graduation rate for your players and scholarships, both athletic and academic? Yeah, so we, we measure uh, our success by the number of young men we get into college every year. It's, it's not based on 
conference championships, state championships. Uh, I, I'm a I'm a crazy competitor. I like to win like anybody else. Um, but I will win by getting kids in in college every year. There you go. Uh, so the one thing I say is we can't lose at Cleveland Heights because uh, there's no public school in this state or a private school for that man uh, for that matter that gets as many football players into college on various uh, scholarships as we do. Uh, this year, I think as of as of today, we have 13, 13 young men. Uh, we're still working on two or three more to get them into college. That mm-hmm. That's the measuring stick for us. Uh, so the ones that follow uh, that Heights blueprint, <clears throat> yep. um, it's pretty easy to get them uh, into college or, or in some mm-hmm. cases, you know, we've helped young men get, you know, sometimes it's just getting a, a really good job. We had a young man two years ago. He, he wasn't, <laughs> in his mind, college material, didn't want to go to college, but he's a, a fireman in one of our local communities. Um, there you go. Has a well-paying job right out of high school. and. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, doing doing very well. Amazing. And what is the so what is the future for your program? How how will you continue to measure success? And uh, is the uh, superintendent of the school, the local county officials, aware and supportive? Uh, are are they behind this also? Well, I think um, the school district is, um, they applaud our efforts, mm-hmm. um, but to be quite honest, it's myself and, and uh, one of my assistant coaches, Kahari Hicks, Yeah, we do everything when it comes to recruiting. We make phone calls every day. We send emails, text messages. We send the transcripts. We sit down and meet with the coaches. Um, currently, I have a player that's committed to a, to a pretty big school. I communicate with that school's academic department to make sure uh, his grades stay where they need to be. Um, even once they go to college, I still maintain contact with these young men mm-hmm. just to make sure they stay motivated and, and are doing the things that they're supposed to do once they hit a college campus. Um, <clears throat> so that's great. You know, a lot of coaches, a lot of high school coaches, it's all about winning that year. And when those seniors graduate, there's really not a whole lot of communication moving forward. But I make it my business to communicate with them for life if they if they're open to it. Um, I I still talk to a lot of these young men that you know I coached ten years ago. Um, still talk to them. So uh, that's just kind of the approach. Um, you know, every year we have to change the expectations. We have to find new ways to motivate inspire inspire these guys um, sure. it's challenging but but we get it done that's outstanding that that's that's outstanding and do you do you find that um the folks that you coached 10 years ago for instance um are they are they in in your from your perspective where you had hoped they would be in uh, disproportionately yeah, I mean, most of these guys end up um, finding ways to, to give back in their own way, um, not necessarily as coaches, but just doing things in their communities that need their help. Uh, a lot of them mentor other young men. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them will donate to whatever local football program 
whatever community that they're currently living in. Um, and, but more importantly, the thing that I try to stress to, the, to those guys is as you uh, move on in life, just be an example. That's the thing that's missed so much in today's day and age. Um, you know, again, a lot of people will, you know, they might write a, a check and donate to a program and then never any more interaction where sometimes I like to have people come in and speak to the kids. I, I do it myself, even though I have my own football program to, to, to uh, operate. Um, I will go anywhere in the country if I can and speak to young people right, and yo. try to give Thank them uh, an inspiring word, a motivating word, because, you know, they look at me and, and, you know, they say, oh, you played linebacker. Well, it was easy for you. You're six foot three, 260 pounds. It, it, it was easy. No, it wasn't easy. You know, you don't know about when I got hit by a car at 11 years old. You don't understand that I've been through 26 operations myself mm. um, and just all the, the other things. I used to stutter as a kid. Uh, I had to overcome that. Um, yep. I was a, a clumsy, uncoordinated kid, <laughs> you know, when I was in elementary school. I wasn't always a good athlete. I had to work at it. And, and even today, um, you know, and, and some of the things that I'm involved with today, I still have to work hard at it. It just doesn't fall out the sky and fall yeah. into your lap and you're successful. It takes hard work. It absolutely does. It, it, it absolutely does. And, I, you know, I, I worry, um, you know, Jack and I talk about it. Uh, Rick and I talk about it. Uh, you know, I worry about the generation of young men that are being raised today with the influences around them that are less masculine, that don't take the role seriously of a young man to a man with decorum, with manners, with, uh, you know, walking on the outside of a curb and, and letting uh, their wife or girlfriend on the inside and so forth, the etiquette that is that is important because that molds you into a, a better citizen in a country that gives you the freedom to be whatever you want to be. Um, you know, uh, two parents, one parent, what have you, uh, you know, fingers crossed and, and uh, you know, a little, little sprinkle of luck there from God up above, you know, he's shining down that moment. But yeah, you gotta you gotta work every day, man. Every single day. Yeah, that was uh, you know one of the, the big things I saw in you know in my family from my father. You know, you know if nothing else, I just saw an example of a man who always worked two or three jobs, never made excuses. Mm -hmm. um, I thought we were wealthy when I was growing up, and and we weren't. But uh, we always had everything that we needed. Mm -hmm. um, but I, you know, I'm thankful for just that example that yeah. I had every, every day. Yeah. And I mean, it, you were wealthy in here too, you know, on the, yes. right, right here where, you know, where it counts. Yeah. Yeah. It I didn't, like I didn't have, have uh, I didn't have that example. My mom was the, the strongest person in my life. Right. So at 12, when they were divorced, I learned how to cook to help my mom after school. And that was a long time ago. And, and I'm also a chef besides being a lobbyist and a political strategist and all that other wonderful stuff. 
And it's because it allows me to give back to my friends and family and people that I care about around a table and have a wonderful conversation and figure out, you know, how are we going to, you know, do the next right thing, uh, whatever that might be. Yeah. Right. It's, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Rick, you were going to say something, buddy. Go ahead, please. Yeah. Just listen to you guys talk about. Can you, you tone know, that mouse down a little bit though, bro? I mean, seriously. I mean, I mean effing no filter, man. What can you do? You're going to have to call into, they're probably getting hacked right now by the <laughs> Chinese Olympics or something. So sorry about this. Nothing we can do. Uh, I'll try to feed my mice a little bit more food before I have them pitter pattering around my desk. Just go get a big uh-huh. block of cheese and stick it right yeah. in your desk, bro. Son of a gun. Um, <laughs> You guys are talking about influential people in your life. You know, you guys had examples growing up, mothers, fathers. Who were some of your idols and influential people when you were growing up, Coach? Like, did you have a a favorite book, a favorite player, a favorite author? Was there a teacher that impacted you or a coach that impacted you? You know, who left that lasting impression on you to help you carry this over into your the next stage of your life post football yeah there were a number of people um i guess the um most prominent examples was a coach i had in uh, middle school guy by the name of jim sheely um very devout christian man and i can remember riding the track meets with him in his volkswagen he wouldn't let me ride on the school bus with the other kids because he wanted me to read Bible verses while we were on our way to track meets. And I'll never forget, uh, there was a Bible verse that he made me open the Bible to, and it was Romans 8, 31, of God before you who can be against you. And that was something that stayed with me since I was in seventh grade. It's my favorite verse. Um, It's it's what I base my life on uh, to this day. Uh, um, I know I can overcome and achieve anything and everything because if, you know, I know God before me. Um, then when I got to college, you know, again, I had some great coaches, but I was doing an internship <laughs> uh, going into my senior year. I was a political science major. So I was working for um, a U.S. senator named Rudy Boschwitz at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He was a Republican senator and one of uh, Ronald Reagan's uh, uh, big time fundraisers. But Long story short, we were doing a uh, had an event in Minneapolis, and I meet this um, older black guy named Ira Smith, but his nickname was Smitty. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, I'm in this uh, in this event. I'm the only black person there. Here comes Ira Smith in overalls, and he had the Don King looking hair, and he grabbed me and he said, "You know, you're." He he started rubbing my hand. He goes, "You know." You got beautiful skin. I can tell you're an intelligent young man. Long story short, he was running, he had a nonprofit organization called Invite Incorporated. And I just remember he said, I want you to come to my office. And for the next couple of years, um, I, myself, and one of my best friends, Daryl Thompson, we learned how to operate a nonprofit organization. We learned how to talk to young people, impact young people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he he just left a lasting impact on my life. Uh, he died of cancer um, 
when I was uh, my rookie year in the NFL, but the impact he left on me is forever because he was all about helping people. And he gave me an opportunity when he didn't have to. He taught me things about uh, a nonprofit organization. He didn't have to take the time to do that, uh, but he did. And, you know, there's numerous other people, but, but Coach Sheely and, and Smitty were, were two of the biggest uh, people, or two of the biggest, best examples, I should say, that, that impacted me. Um, I grew up uh, fascinated with the civil rights movement to this day I am, because the one thing that I, I loved about protests back in those days was the fashion in which it was done. If you look Indeed. at the old pictures of the civil rights leaders, they were dressed in coat and ties, they wore a hat, carried themselves in a dignified manner. Absolutely. And even though they didn't always get the results that they were seeking, um, it was just done in such a respectful way that you couldn't help but respect um, some of the men that, that led you know, the civil rights movement. You know, whereas today, you don't see that as you don't see that anymore. Now everything no. is just it's just about controversy and um, no. just the way in which some things are done. It's disappointing. And I actually wanted to oh, ask. Also known as the also known as the NFL halftime show. Let me say that again. I said also known as the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? So Rick will be back on in a second. He just he popped out, but so I'm I'm 63 years old. So when I was five, I met Satchmo, I met Pops, I met Louis Armstrong, right? That was the first time I ever met a black person in my entire life, and I was like, he's awesome. And he wasn't black to me. He was just this awesome guy that rubbed my head and goes, "How you doing, little buddy?" You know, over at the Disneyland Hotel across from where I lived in 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 Anaheim, and I I watch my parents and my two older sisters staring at the television in November of 1963. My mom was, and then April of '68, my mom and my aunt Carol were at the Ambassador Hotel in June of '68. So JFK, MLK. RFK, right? And right. I was talking to Rick the other day uh, about this and some of the things we want to uh, take on uh, here on the show in the not too distant future. And, you know, I remember forced busing of other black folks when I was 13, 14, 15, you know, 72, 73, that kind of stuff. And my, my friends and I, that were black and we were all, you know, uh, colleagues on sports teams. We we're just looking at each other like going, do you believe this? What are they doing? Right. When there were real problems, not these made up ones that are out there today. It doesn't mean people don't suffer. It doesn't mean people uh, don't have problems, but you know, we solved a lot of those problems over 60 years. We don't need to, pick at the knitting to create more just so that other pe people can rise above uh, others through their own personal misery. I just think it's really unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, um, 
we're just at a stage in, in, in the times we live in where, um, I mean, think about it. Our kids no longer know how to write in cursive. Right, right. They, you know, kids struggle in school unlike any time in our history, um, mm -hmm. partly due to COVID, but, but also I think because of the expectations have been lessened. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, kids don't read as much. Uh, it, it's, you know, I, I think about my role as a coach. We, we talk to our, to the young men that we coach about reading books, um, mm -hmm. because it's just not, not something that's stressed. They don't even hardly <clears throat> go home with homework anymore. And, and we wonder why, um, society is, is becoming what it is right now. Um, you know, not to say that all kids are, are, are going in that direction, but there's just a lot of, a lot of situations where kids just aren't being educated properly. You know, the one thing I mentioned on, uh, during my Tucker Carlson interview, I said, you know, if you look at every major urban hub in the country, Cleveland, mm -hmm. Chicago, LA, yeah. New Jersey, yeah. New York, Philly, et cetera public school systems in every one of the, those cities, especially for minority children, are doing them a disservice. They're terrible. And partly because the expectations are so low. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, think about the, I think about the city I live in. I live in, in, in a suburb of Cleveland. And uh, I'll never forget a few years ago, riding down the street by the local high school, and they had a sign off front where they were bragging about a 70, 76% graduation rate. They were boasting about that. And I'm like, how can you boast about that? My but, but again, if that's the expectation, everyone thinks, thinks that that's okay. And, um, you know, and that's a big reason why you see an increase in crime and, 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 and all these other things and, and, and young people resorting to, to doing things that they shouldn't be doing because it's just uh, such a lack of education and low expectations that are out there right 100%. now. 100%. Yeah, and, and dropping, you know, lowering, yeah. lowering education standards and, you know, giving everybody a trophy uh, because they showed up, not because they performed, is absolutely absurd. So my, well, you my know, oldest... Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to give you an example of just my household that I grew up in. My father was the oldest of 14 siblings, grew up in Evergreen, Alabama, dirt poor. Uh, when he was in high school, he literally was only allowed to go to high school or go to school once a week because as the oldest sibling, he had to help his grandfather or help his father work. Right. I think my grandfather at the time was making 16 bucks an hour. My dad was making four, or 16 bucks a week. My dad was making 14 bucks a week, and that's how they supported everyone in that family. And my dad always told me how he would he he wanted to go to school so bad he would cry. So when he had you know his own kids, I, I'm telling you, since the moment I could remember hearing my dad's voice to the moment he dropped me off at the University of Minnesota. He said he didn't give a give a damn about football or any other sport, but he wanted me right. to get an education. education. And I heard that yep. every single day of my life was Absolutely. son get an education. 
And mm-hmm. uh, I'm so thankful. I, I couldn't stand hearing it when I was growing up because I'm like, okay, dad, I got it. And I always got good grades, but I'm so thankful that he was that way because he was one of those people who understood the importance of getting a quality education. My mom was the same way, Um, you know, but she was sort of on the other end of the spectrum where she was the one that got me into sports, but she always says, well, you know, you can play football, basketball, baseball, run track, or do golden gloves boxing, but your grades had better be A's, period. (laughs) And there was, you know. With my kids, so my kids are 26 and 24 now, right? Um, Coincidentally, for this conversation, uh, my son Sean works for Burgess Owens, the congressman from Utah, former Raiders and uh, Mm -hmm. Jets player. I I just love the fact that Burgess got to play with Namath, which, you know, know, that's that's so cool. Uh, And you were with the Jets as well, uh, if I remember correctly, also. Yes. And, um, you know, this, uh, uh, the bottom line, though, is from a very young age, and again, I got this from my mom, you know, when they were five and six years old, they sat at the breakfast table with a laminated uh, um, uh, placemat with all the presidents on it, and we would go name, state, capital, year, uh, of their presidency and go around the entire thing, you know, throughout a week or what have you. But it was also performance based from middle school. Man, I'll buy you a car, but your grades better be there. You're going to have an after school job or be in sports. So both of them were into sports up through high school. They made a decision to move academically after that. And the same with college. It's like that'll pay for college, but you know what the you know what the bottom line is. Your grades have got to be right here at this level, no less. Otherwise, the word FAFSA and student loans you better get used to, right? And <laughs> right. Good luck. <laughs> good luck with that, right? Uh, but they both, you know, they both kept it at a uh, a, a supreme level. Uh, and performed and i i listen to my son and daughter now mostly my son uh talk about his friends that are his age that have got three kids uh that did not finish school that they are not on a path where they need to be or what have you and i'm like okay then use that as a use that as an example uh in your life about staying on on your career path you know that kind of thing and so I don't Absolutely. know, Coach. You have to tell me, I, I'm hoping I'm doing the right thing. No, I think you are. <laughs> Good. So it was interesting that we got into the discussion about, you know, today's social climate and protesting and whatnot. And I was doing the research on the Build Back Initiative, and on the front page they have that message about the BLM and how their stance on it, and you know. Black Lives Matters and, uh, you know, basically their mission statement for what, what they believe in. And BLM's origins were an absolutely necessary voice for people that felt they were unheard. And they've come under recent fire with some more I guess, aggressive rhetoric and maybe some more 
aggressive forms of protesting. Uh, do you think that they're still moving in the right direction? And if yes, how can we continue to get better? If no, where do they go to make it better? <laughs> well, I'll answer it this way. It's, um, it's a tricky question. I, um, to be quite honest, if an organization isn't willing to get their hands dirty and, and work directly yeah. with, with the young people that I work with, yeah. I just don't put a lot in, into that organization. And that's for any organization. Uh, again, it's, yeah. it's, it's easy to shout from the mountaintop and say, do this, do that. This isn't fair. That's not fair. But how right. many people are willing to sit down with a young person and tutor that person? How many, how many people are willing to buy a young person a bag of groceries who goes home and doesn't eat? How many of them are willing to take a kid to work after practice? How many of them are willing to pick that kid up and get, make sure they get to school on time? How many of them are, are willing to say, hey, did you do your homework or how was school or, you know, how's life in general? Um, yep. I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 you know, sometimes I, I understand why people protest. I, I really do. But I also know that sometimes it's not done for the right reasons. And and I guess the question I always ask, no matter who's protesting or who's uh, speaking out against whatever they deem an injustice, my thing is, what are you willing to actually do to mm -hmm. may help it change? Well, for me, and I, you know, I applaud that thinking because it is it is based in rational thought. It is based in critical thinking. It is based also in a in an understanding that you know God, God put us here for a purpose, and and that purpose is to love, educate, inform, and and be a servant to others, right? And and that shows up in in many different iterations. Um, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm passionate about both history, business, culture and society and art, but also, um, teaching people how to have a, a basic ability to stand on their own two feet. Our, our kids knew how to, uh, balance a checkbook at 13, uh, read a spreadsheet at 16, had a business acumen and had been doing volunteer and, uh, and, and internships to build their understanding of the world out, uh, for a long, long time. Right. How, are you willing to do that with total strangers, teach them how to do something as simple as put four ingredients together in a, in a tub, which is now sitting downstairs on my counter, water, salt, yeast, and flour to make bread, teach them those techniques. Teach them how to, uh, you know, I, I, I work in the corrections and jail space the last 25 hi, years. Hi. Um, and so I, I've been in prisons and jails, probably four or 500 of them. Um, a number of these reentry, uh, the Second Chance Act, PREA, uh, First Step Act, I help write these things. A lot of my clients are in that, in that space and I've seen the um, look on the faces of people who don't understand how to get out of the circumstances they're in 
and then you give them that that option to do it and boy uh, those are some 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 real happy folks that have never had to return back to a life that they didn't want to begin with from mistakes right. that they made because everybody makes mistakes they, they yeah. just yes. do you know this young this young man in uh, in Louisville um I, I want him to get the mental health he needs I want him to get the uh, the guidance that he didn't have instead of being unfortunately preyed upon by different forces that pushed him in a direction that took him into that headquarters and, and fired a, a weapon at four people. Right. Thank, thank goodness. The only thing that was, that was harmed was a piece of clothing. Right. Um, but you, you gotta be able to look past all that. You obviously do that coach. Um, I, I, I look at it from my perspective as second nature, because that's what I was put here for. Right. You know, I've, I've had an opportunity to, um, understand that numerous times. Uh, same with my kids. Uh, I can't wait to see what they're going to do in the next 10 or 20 years. It's going to be great. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's, you know, part of raising men and raising women and contributing members to society. And, you know, it's no secret. Yes, racism does exist. Bigotry does exist. It, ex it exists everywhere on all sides. And a lot of it is due to miseducation and a lack of accountability. It's due to being raised to believe something that is inherently not true. Like you with your Build Back initiative, bringing players, teams together from different social backgrounds, different economic backgrounds, different ethnic backgrounds. You know, we were talking off air about, you know, a predominantly white team and a predominantly African-American team coming together to find commonalities, to find common ground. Same with a rural team to an urban team, you know, different economic classes to, yeah, there's differences, and we need to recognize those differences and figure out how we find that common ground in the commonalities because yeah. we're more alike than we may be being taught. And it takes guys like you, Coach, and like you, Mark, that are out there hitting the pavement, doing the work, not sitting on a mountaintop, chattering down at the masses with their white wigs and their oh virtuous ways but being at the ground level and talking to people in their own terms and really understanding how to communicate to people that will motivate them that will inspire them that will give them the opportunity to see more inside themselves than they may see at that present time yeah well, we um, yeah, yeah go ahead i want to i'm going to mention something in a second go ahead sir yeah yeah, so with that initiative, the build actually build the bridge initiative, um, it's created by um, one of my bridge. assistant Pardon coaches. Me. Oh no, you're fine. Um, you know, and it was during we it was created at the beginning of COVID when a lot of the the unru social unrest was occurring because of the yeah. um, situation with uh, George Floyd and and uh, some of the other situations, and you know, so the idea was you know, let's just start bringing some of these young people together from, from different backgrounds and, and, um, NFL hall of fame, uh, 
worked with us, allowed us to utilize their space. We visited each other's high schools. There were over 66 schools involved. We're still doing it. But, uh, you know, what, what the young men found, and even a lot of the coaches, is that, you know, they all like football. They all like girls. They all listen to the same crazy music. Uh, they love video games. And, and so there, there were all these things that were the same that they liked. And, and yeah, there were some things going on in society that, that were um, controversial, but these young men got together and were able to have a healthy discussion about it and, you know, talked about ways in which uh, they didn't put themselves in some of these positions. So, um, you know, it's been, been an awesome uh, initiative and, and it's still in place. We, in fact, we just gave a, young man, a $2,000 scholarship the other day. And then next Friday, we're going to surprise another young man uh, with a $2,000 scholarship for their involvement in, uh, for, for being participants in the Build a Bridge initiative. So um, again, it's just hmm. based on action instead of just talking about it. That is, that is fantastic. I, I want to make sure yeah, that, um, um, Rick, make sure that the coach and I know how to reach each other. I, I want to get some some background on that because um happy to help any way we can uh, in that regard. So and, uh, basically yeah, what you got to a... do, coach, is you tie a note to a sparrow and then you – <laughs> and it'll fly over to Mark's house because he's got a whole coop of the a little sparrow coop that drops off his correspondence. So I'll get you the type of paper that doesn't really give the birds a rash, uh, so that we're being also pet friendly. Oh, he's a riot. Yeah, I don't I don't but, use email or computers. Yeah. This is actually a no. I'm just kidding. I, I do use email and computers. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, I mean, you know, you're, well, we got you're you, like, coach. you're, you know, this is a remember the Titan. This is a remember the Titans moment, man. Yeah. Uh, is what you're doing. I mean, yeah. come on, yeah. you know, brother over here looks like Denzel anyway. I mean, come on. <laughs> right. Yeah. This dude is handsome You know, ah! be Will Patton, the other coach and have a spunky little 10 year old yeah. daughter and got a big mouth on her, you know, um, but the, no, the beautiful out, thing sir. about about that is it's it is exactly what communities are built for. It's exactly what communities certainly need uh, uh, now more than ever, because, you know, this adorable little scrolling machine that everybody has uh, is a time wasting time stuck, uh, you know, mind-bending little portal that doesn't give a whole lot back except to a few companies that have the service. You know what I mean? I mean, not that I'm against technology. I love it. But it's like, what are you really doing? What do you know about your community? You know, how are you right. really giving back? Um, all those experiences as, as a kid, um that I, I saw through the civil rights movement, through uh, the uh, equal rights initiatives, et cetera, 60s, 70s, et cetera, it, it shaped me in such a way that it helped me understand that regardless of melanin or, or gender, we all have commonality. So what is that? 
and and then you learn how to argue and debate a point of view and 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 take in information uh, that then allows you to understand exactly who the heck you are, right? Right. I mean that that's that's so absolutely critical. Um, you know, again, Sean works on Capitol Hill with uh, with Burgess Owens, and he gets to. He gets to be in an environment that's dynamic. My daughter, who's down uh, in still in her university town, has started her own business and, and things of that nature. So, you know, fingers crossed for them both. But for me, it's also about my nieces and nephews, uh, the people that are out there, you know, uh, that, that we come in contact with that are kids that are looking for answers. And you try yeah. to help them. You got to try to help them. You know, it's it's absolutely incredibly absolutely. important. So, Coach, I don't know how much more time you have. I know you have some, obviously, men to train and build to the next level of their lives. Uh, but I got two options for you here. We can either talk about the Super Bowl and the All-Star Game, which is in your city right now. Uh of Cleveland, or we could do a rapid fire of random questions. I suggest the rapid fire because they're fun. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. All right. I love it. Okay. Jordan, LeBron, or Kobe? Jordan all day. That's right. Michael Jackson or Prince? Oh. Uh <laughs> I'll go MJ, Michael Jackson. Little MJ, come on now, off the wall, get yeah, out of here. I'm going MJ. Yeah, cut it out. Bad, stop it. Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. Uh, Montana or Brady? Ooh, I'm gonna go with uh, Brady. The boy over there, right? Yee! I love, I yeah, love being okay. All my, all my okay. friends are like, you. It's just this and i'm like can you count to seven all right <laughs> do you know how hard it yeah. is Drop i mean i was talking to jack last week and you know he was a safety right and he's like he's like do you know how big these people are he goes he goes he, goes, he wasn't talking to me he was talking to somebody else he goes you, they could just like touch you or just breathe on you and you'd fly <laughs> 10 feet okay i mean it's like come on anyway go ahead no Speaking of uh, people that could wreck shops, LT or Ray Lewis? Oh, LT all day. LT, yeah. LT, LT all day. Maybe one of the greatest players. Randy Moss or T.O.? Randy Moss. Boom. Moss. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. JFK, you... Reagan, or Clinton? Uh, I'm going to go JFK. Yeah, me too. Because quite frankly, he was a Republican back in 1960. You know, um, I mean, taxes taxes were in the 70th percentile then. And uh, he went, yeah, we're going to cut those. Works for me. Where do you, where do you think Reagan well, got his a, ideas from in 1980? Uh, I thought he got it from that movie where he played the Gipper. Um <laughs> Bedtime Sorry. for Bonzo, you mean? <laughs> Next question. Da, 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 da. Uh, Zappin' Rogers or P-Funk? 
Um, yeah, a little George there, baby. <laughs> Peep on. Yeah, you're touching. You're touching souls right there. That was. <laughs> Yo, you know what else goes right. along with that is little Ohio players, man. Come on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, cut it out. Cut it out now. <laughs> now we're getting deep. <laughs> okay. Martin or in living color? Martin. Martin? Okay. Martin. I was raised on black sitcoms in my single parent household. So I my first <laughs> crush, I think, was Kim Coles in uh Living Single. No lie. Oh, uh, yeah. No <laughs> lie, dude. Okay, you guys wanna you guys wanna ask me ask me what my Just, first crush was? James what? Fonda uh, and uh, Diane Weird Carroll. Science. No, Jane uh, Fonda and Diane Carroll. <laughs> so Jane Fonda in Cat Baloo and good. Diane Carroll and Julia. Yep. Yep. Okay. Coach, you got one for us? You got a first crush? Uh, probably Jane Kennedy. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All I right. like that. Okay. <clears throat> Ohio State. Akron Zips or your alma mater, Minnesota? Um, wow. Um, eliminate Akron Zips. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am a huge Buckeye fan, but I'm a huge Gopher fan, too. So I'm going to go with the There Gophers. we go. You got to go with Gophers, man. Like I, I still can't believe because, you know, true. I go to Madison every once in a while. And sometimes it's in the winter, you know, when they're in session. And these college kids are walking around with uh, shorts and tennis shoes on and a light jacket. And I'm like going, dude, it's six below zero outside. Yeah. What are you doing? You know? Yep. Oh, my goodness. They're built different. They're built different. Well, you know, beer and cheese curds. I mean, hey, that, you know, what can I tell That you? round of rapid right? fire. Guarantees <laughs> will do it. Uh, were you allowed? Speaking of the Super Bowl, as I segue seamlessly, that we weren't talking about, uh, were you allowed to cheer for the Cincinnati Bengals being in Cleveland? You know, it's funny. Um, a lot of Clevelanders were rooting for Cincinnati because Cleveland beat Cincinnati twice this season. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and and a lot of the Browns fans' eyes, that was their, uh, I guess, a little claim to victory. Um, I don't know. I was just hoping for a good game, to be quite honest. Um, I'm I'm not a big NFL fan, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a son that that uh, he's going into his fifth year in NFL. He was on the Steelers practice squad last year. Um, so if he, whenever he's right active or playing, that's who I root for. Oh, there but you go. To be quite honest, I prefer to watch Deal. college and high school football. It's it's really exciting to watch to the uh, game. college and high school. I, I love college ball. I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. My uh, my wife's from the University of Wyoming so and the whole fam lives out in Wyoming. So we're uh, you know, we're we, we trade that back and forth like like crazy. Cause it's yeah. it's so much fun to watch these kids yeah. run around that playing field, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, you know I always tell my son enjoy every every moment. There we go. There, there we is. go. Who? Yeah, 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 baby. Perseverance, folks. 
Patience and right. Perseverance 101. We did not let technology defeat us today. Do you know what yeah. this is? This is a Chinese incursion oh boy. through Ottawa down to our computers, okay? And yep. welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I'm just kidding. Da, da, da. Wait, let me see. There are any, no, there's no black helicopters no black flying out there. Good. No, we're all good. Okay, um, let's try this again of a proper send-off for Coach Mac. Well, you know, let's... Let's give the brother a minute, can we? I mean, you know, he's back on, all right? Okay, I'm going to just dive right back into it. Where are you chanting for OBJ? Right. <laughs> can a brother get a minute? Um, I was also really impressed by your commentary about how people in the civil rights movement, for instance, were dressed, their comportment, their maturity, their their respectfulness and that that imprinted on me um at a very very young age and and i you know i don't i mean when people go oh i don't see color it's like yeah you do okay it just doesn't matter to you because it's not that who cares right guy's a human being this woman's a human being so understand what they bring to the table enjoy it live it and and discover more about it um we're going obviously in the opposite direction in in some regards i will tell you this that that i i'm very fortunate i probably when you know when there's not you know things like COVID around i probably fly two hundred thousand domestic miles a year right and and I get to see more of real America with people in their zip codes and their communities, businesses, et cetera, um, than a lot of folks do. And so I'm very lucky to be able to do that. Um, it keeps me grounded, Mac. You know, it really does. Um, I, I, I've had... Yeah. I've had, and they've all been Democrat friends of mine that are friends of mine to this day. And they're like, why are you so comfortable with black people? I'm like, what's up? What's up with that? You know, it cracks me up, Mac. I mean, and and I just, I just kind of just go, look, it's just who I am. It's, I'm, it's all good, you know? And then we go on and we talk and, and it's, and it's only been in, in the little bubble here in Washington, D.C. Not a state capital, not a, a, a center city somewhere, just in this cute, adorable little swamp-like environment here in good old uh, Washington, D.C., right? But every once in a while, it just comes up, man, and I'm like, oh, come on now, right? Goodness gracious. Like, well, you we know. can't all be like uh, myself, you know, I was walking hand in hand with Biden and MLK at Selma. So I have such a profound respect for civil rights protests because, you know, uh, Joey, as we called him back then, was right wait, at the front. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you were in Robbins Island with Biden and, and MLK and is, Nelson Mandela, right? Is that what happened? Or was that the time that you graduated first in your law law school class? I no, forget. That was, that was after. 
Well, I'm misremembering right now. So, Coach Mack, let's just take a beat for a moment and let's just move past that little segment. Uh, Once again, we we did. I'm so glad we brought you on for this nonsense uh, after you battled through the technology issues to hear that. Um, (laughs) Here. Here, here on No Filter Network. Thank you on very the much. No Filter Network, the one and only. Read the room with Mark Smith and special guest coach Max Stevens of Cleveland Heights High School. Go O H I O. I could do play by play. I mean, I could. All day I'm long. I'm not even kidding. All day long. I got He's a smooth the Liberace voice. of play-by-play, all right? He's the, the chick- Liberace uh, of play-by-play. The play. of play-by-play, bro. All Hop right? in here anytime you want to, to Coach Mac. Uh, put us out of our misery already. Are you kidding me? He's, he's having fun looking at us acting like a couple of knuckleheads. This is what it usually is. <laughs> if you, if you want to be honest, this is what it usually is. We delve into a lot of important issues, and then we get sidetracked with our own movie references and jibber-jabber. But that's the Hashtag human experience. the ramble, right? Hashtag yep. the ramble. You know, we do. It's, it's what we do. Done. Well, so do you, have, do you have other children uh, besides your son? Uh, we have two boys. They're, they're twins, 26 years old. And, I'm a twin. Uh, and I, oh, okay. And I have an adopted daughter, 29 Wonderful. years old. You might have seen Mark on those double mint spearmint commercials. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, um, they were, know, pardon me, proper pronouns. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Matt Damon or, or Greg, what's his name, stuck on you, right? You know, Matt Damon, right? Hi, That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And, uh, uh Oh, look at that little sweet boy. Look at that little sweet boy. He knows when there's action. Sorry. Ignore him. <laughs> yeah, Coach, we live out on a, a farm out here in western Loudoun, so our my my Jack Russell Terriers are out chasing squirrels right now until okay. the, uh, the the sun goes down. Um no, I was I'm very... out here in the hot state of Arizona. I'm an Arizona State alum. And I'm busy complaining about Jaden Daniels all year long, our quarterback who regressed. And now is in the transfer portal, and I'm like, well, what are we going to do now? So hypocritically, I am complaining again about Jaden Daniels on the opposite end. So hooray. So, Coach, one thing I wanted to ask you is um, we would love to um, have you come back uh, talk about your progress every so often and figure out a way to be helpful from our end uh, um, as you talk about, you know, build the bridge and are, are working at building that out. I, I don't have a lot of background information on that. Is that a, uh, is that a nonprofit that you've created as well? Or, or is that just something Yes, we um, actually got it incorporated as a nonprofit in the state of Ohio and uh, waiting on the uh, 501c3 designation from the IRS as we speak. Mm-hmm. Great, great. But you can operate subsequently uh, even before they, they send you that uh, designation. That's great. 
Um, and does Governor DeWine know about it? Has he? Have they reached out to you at all? Uh, not Governor DeWine, but we have uh, talked to a lot of the uh, local and state level politicians state reps and whatnot. That's good. That's great. Well, I've yeah. known Mike for a long, long time, and and uh, you know any way that we can be helpful, I definitely want to get you and Jack Brewer together. You guys have a lot in common. Um, not just not just your athleticism and and uh, and that historical background. I think he he was. I, I talked to him, I talked to him about an hour before we were on this call because we were on another conference call, and um, he was blown away by uh, your appearance on on Carlson's show, but then also um, just the resonance of of what you talked about. Um, so I would love to get you guys together at some point. Um, I think the more that local leaders can talk about how to make the lives of young people more productive and, and be able to show them a path forward in their future, I think more people just need to hear that. I'd love to get together. Yeah, that would be great. That would be fantastic. Um, I, I personally can't thank you enough for, for taking your time. You're obviously, you know, certainly willing to do that. Um, but we would love to have you back. And, and Rick and I are building this show out on uh, platforms to uh, uh, provide a venue for folks to just talk about the real world and what's going on with them. Because uh, we hear enough of this noise, you know, that's on, uh, on TV. We don't need to replicate that nonsense. Yep. Uh, we talked about this a little bit too, coach, uh, just about, you know, uh, creating a space that people can disagree cordially and still respect each other's opinions. Like we don't have to see eye to eye on every issue to get along, you know, to be cooperative and not be divisive. So this is just another one of the ways that we personally try to, uh, be about it instead of talk about it, even though we're talking. Right. Well, I, I, I applaud you guys. Um, you know, it's it's necessary and it's um, good to talk about it and talk about issues in the right way. So yep. um, I, I you know, applaud both of you. Thank well, you. thank you, sir. And, and we're trying to create solutions, too, to these discussions, but point back to, to you know, the community, real life, et cetera, and going, hey, man, this is going on here. Okay, uh, you know, get out of your bubble. Let let's get going. Um, and so that's that's something that Rick and I are both uh, all about. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd like to apologize ahead of time. You thought you were getting inundated with a lot of phone calls and guest spots on television shows uh, after the Tucker Carlson. I mean, you're gonna be there's gonna be a tsunami. I mean, your agent. It's just going to be flooded with opportunities. Avalanche, I mean, promotionals, baby. advertisements, I mean, shoe deals, you name it. They're going to be flying out the door to get a piece of Coach Max. So uh, you can thank us later if it turns into something lucrative and you're able to build upon that with your organizations and NPOs. Uh, but if it's just a bunch of spam, I'm sorry. Right, <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so perfect so perfect uh yeah well, we do want to just thank you one more time 
Yeah, absolutely. I just want to thank you guys for uh, both of you for spending time here on Read the Room. And and we're uh, honored to have you uh, with us, Coach Stevens. We definitely want to have you again. Uh, bring bring folks onto the platform. Uh, if you if you want to do a show with some of your boys uh, on there, we can talk about the things that are important in their life. Uh, we're, we would we would love to do that. Uh, okay. We'll make sure the tech is solid uh, on this end um, and and no interruptions. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll lay down some mouse traps. How about that? Right. We would love to be able to follow up and and uh, be as as helpful as as uh, as possible. Thank you. I will uh, definitely stay in touch, and um, yeah. you know I'd love to come. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, and I'll pass over that information to. Yeah, uh, please. Yeah, Rick. Yeah, send me uh, uh, Coach Stevens' uh, background information, contact information, uh, and we'll just we'll stay connected. And we just uh, we wish you all the best, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Good luck with spring ball and all the future endeavors you have. Uh, if I'm ever in Cleveland Heights, I'll look you up. Uh, I hope you have a basement or something that I can stay at. I'm really low maintenance. So, uh, I feel like we're connected that deeply now. So, uh, <laughs> Mark's face is so priceless. He's like, Oh my God, this guy, are you kidding me? You know, seriously, uh, it's Stevens is like, bring your mouse and the crackers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. And all your DVDs. You know, what's really cool, though, is uh, Peter Frampton lives in Cleveland. So you've got Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You've got, you know, NFL Hall of Fame, right? I mean, you got a good barbecue, great, you know, a 200-year history of that awesome, mm -hmm. you know, city, right? Uh, yeah. But uh, so now I've got a, a third of a, a three favorite people that live here because uh, you uh, introduced me to Coach Steven. So it's outstanding. Absolutely. Uh, soon to be Mayor Stevens and possibly oh, wow. Congressman or Governor Stevens. Uh, look for him on your 2028 polls. I, I've, I've run political campaigns for 30 years. I'll talk you out of it. All right. <laughs> I think we may be in this right now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it's good enough of a place to end, folks. We want to thank the audience for coming out in such strong numbers once again. We want to thank the No Filter Network for giving us this space to be ourselves and say what we need to. That's my boy, Mark Smith. He's the real deal. That's Coach Mack. He's one of a kind. I'm Rick Cochran. This has been Read the Room. Gentlemen. Good night, everybody. We appreciate you, Coach. All right. God bless. Bye.